Ladies and gentlemen, start your stopwatches because you're listening to the dispatches on the clock and that means we're going to spend the next 15 minutes or less talking about the recent proposal to institute a national lockdown day to celebrate the COVID lockdown here in New Zealand. Okay, so last Monday, Anzac Day, there was a piece published by Newsroom. I won't highlight the author's name because I don't want to be sort of uncharitable towards him. He's probably genuinely quite a nice guy. I just want to look at the concept itself. That's what I'm interested in talking about today. And this piece was published suggesting that we should have a national lockdown day. Let me read to you a couple of paragraphs from the article so you can get a feel for what is being proposed here. During Aotearoa's first lockdown, which started in March 2020, I wrote a piece for Newsroom calling for a special day to celebrate the team of 5 million that powered us through the first major engagement with COVID-19. I envisaged Lockdown Day as something akin to Anzac Day, expressing collective gratitude for the selfless acts that protected New Zealanders in ways not experienced in other parts of the rich world, such as the United States and the United Kingdom." He goes on later to say this, perhaps we must wait for a couple of election cycles before any politician is brave enough to call for a national lockdown day. Uh, I hate to burst his bubble, but I don't think any politician is ever going to be calling for a national lockdown day. And if they are, you know that things are really desperate and uh, they're either trying to distract the public from uh, much worse political problems, or they're desperately trying to seek attention for themselves. Uh, Without an annual reminder, we risk asking future politicians to make political calculations we should not want them to make. By paying tribute to the sacrifices and acknowledging the lives saved, we would ensure the lessons learned from COVID-19 remain etched in our collective memory. A lockdown day would act as a symbol of unity and resilience, reminding us of the power of coming together as a team in the face of adversity. We mustn't allow the passage of time to dilute the significance of our collective actions. A national lockdown day could be a lasting legacy, standing as a testament to what selfless collective action can achieve. It may be a more useful national myth than Anzac Day, as Aotearoa seeks to properly engage with climate change. Now, if you're anything like me, your blood was probably boiling a little bit like mine was when I read that last line about Anzac Day for the very first time, which brings me to the first problem I see with all of this, and it's actually about the timing of this particular suggestion. This article, as I said, was published on Anzac Day, and I think in particular that final sentence is a really, really offensive thing to say on the day when we come together in silence and in prayer and in acts of commemoration and ceremony to remember those New Zealanders who lost their lives in war, peacekeeping and uh, military uh, activities. And I, I just think that it's a really, really offensive thing to do to say that Anzac Day, this day of commemoration, is, I mean, he's all but said it's useless, or certainly not as useful as a a lockdown day would be, which brings me to my second point, and that is that uh, this lockdown day, I know for someone like him, it might feel like a great day of celebration, but I imagine, well, I don't imagine, I know that for a lot of New Zealanders, this would be a hugely divisive day because of the fact that mandates 
and lockdowns were so intimately connected. Lockdowns weren't just about lockdowns. The mandates were tied to lockdowns, and so was the vaccine segregation. So this would be a day where we would be revisiting all of that trauma and pain that was inflicted upon our nation by bad policymaking, and we would be taking everyone right back into that. It'd be a whopping great PTSD day, I'd imagine, for a lot of New Zealanders, and uh, I don't think it would be well received at all, which brings me to another really, really important question, and that is this, how many lives were actually saved? Like, what are we celebrating here? The, The simple truth is that we don't know. The best that we could do is provide some sort of guesstimate, but we just don't know. It's a very weird idea that you would come together to celebrate or commemorate something that actually never happened. So you're not entirely sure what it is that you are commemorating. There's also the fact that this was never a zero-sum game. And this is really, really important because there, I think particularly now around lockdowns, there has been some really strong thinking that has been done about policy making around lockdowns. And we've got a lot more evidence now and there is a lot more data. And I think there are some really robust and strong arguments that really reinforce that point that was made right back at the very beginning before we had even embarked on our first lockdown. And that was the fact that these things were not a zero sum game, that a lockdown was something that, while it may avoid certain harms, would also inflict other harms. And I think that's an important factor in all of this. So if you're going to talk about lockdowns, you've got to actually see them in their full context. You can't just look at one effect. You've got to look at all the effects. And I'm not sure that on the balance of things that uh, this is something worthy of celebration. And I'm not entirely convinced, as this chap seems to be, that future politicians would be rushing to engage in another lockdown again in future because of everything, uh, I guess, the the impacts, the risks, the harms and stuff that were associated with it, I don't know if they would actually rush into it so quickly unless the disease was extremely deadly. And then if that was the case, I doubt they would need any convincing. They would not need a Memorial Day uh, to remind them that uh, they should be uh, using lockdowns as a tool. If the threat was serious enough, they would do it. But I'm not convinced they would do it again so rapidly in light of the actual nature of what COVID was. And here's the final point in all of this, and I think this is the really big question. Why do we have holidays of any kind? What is their purpose? And it is very, very clear to me that this day, in the mind of this particular author and the guy who's proposing this, is nothing more than a political technocratic, bureaucratic statement. It is a statement intended to celebrate, laud, and promote as well into the future. It's very clear in what he says here. This technocratic, bureaucratic solution to a pandemic. And it's highly politicized. And I would argue that that is not at all what national days of commemoration or memorial are actually supposed to be all about. They are things that arise organically from experiences that a nation goes through. And the bigger question here is, well, why would you have a day like this? And I think the, the, the philosophy behind why we would stop and have a moment of rest or festival or commemoration or memorial of some kind is because there is something genuine and substantial here that as a nation 
there is a, a, a profound sense of meaning tied to all of this. And I'm not convinced that COVID actually satisfies that at all. In fact, I think, and this is the bigger thing here, this is why I actually thought this was a topic worthy of contemplating in this episode. I think that this speaks to a crisis of meaning that we are plagued by in the modern West. The fact that we have this technocratic, bureaucratic, managerial type event being proposed as a suitable subject for a national day, a holiday, a memorial day, and of course you can see it's highly politicised because it's not just about COVID, it's also about climate change. It's obviously intended to be some sort of annual reminder that you're not doing enough for the climate or you could be doing better or whatever it is. But, you know, clearly at the end there he says that it should be tied to climate change or this would help us in some way with climate change. So it's highly politicised. That, that, that speaks to, I think, a crisis of meaning in our culture. Cultures that have a substantial, transcendent and sacred vision of reality that governs who they are, this is the thing which gives rise to and informs the, the sacred days which become their holidays. Holidays being the modern version of the old English word, holy day. And so these things, I think, really matter. Like, if we're going to have a moment of rest, of festival, a moment of commemoration, a moment of memorial, that should be substantial, that should be something real. It definitely shouldn't be a mere political statement, and it definitely, I don't think, should be this celebration of technocratic, bureaucratic, managerial strategies. You know, look, we had a great moment of scientific planning and the scientific planning was what saved us and made the world better. We should have a national day to celebrate this. There's something that is lacking there. There's something that is not right. And there is something there that really, at the end of the day, you can't really coalesce and bring a society together around that. You can around a holy day. Think about something even like Anzac Day, a very sacred moment each year. What is Anzac Day all about? And there's, I think there's probably two ways you can see this. One is the commemoration and the memorializing of the victims of war and military violence and uh, military uh, or lives lost in military peacekeeping, etc. The other, of course, is those who perhaps are strongly anti-war in their focus. It's an opportunity to contemplate that and the uh, not just the advantage, but the goodness, the truth, the beauty, the importance of actually fighting and working for peace. And so it's all there. And this is a, a substantial idea. It is above politics. It's an idea that a nation can come together and coalesce around. It draws a people together. A politicized statement about technocratic, bureaucratic, managerial solutions to pandemics, it just doesn't fit the bill. And as I said, it speaks to that crisis of meaning where we're not sure who we are, what we're here for, or what we're supposed to be celebrating. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, please, if you want to get access to all of the great content that we offer each week exclusively to our patrons, go to patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia and become a patron with $5 or more per month. And that will get you exclusive access to all of that patrons only content. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, live by goodness, truth and beauty, not by lies. And I will see you next time on The Dispatches. On the Clock is brought to you by Left Foot Media. Support our important independent media work at patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia with just $5 or more per month 
and you'll receive exclusive access to our full-length, patrons-only episode of The Dispatches Podcast every single week. That's patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia. Link is in the show notes. Music